Let's, let's open our Bibles for a, for a few moments and, and look at the, uh, the 23rd Psalm. The 23rd Psalm. Anybody ever heard of Psalm 23? Very popular psalm. Psalm 23. One of the things comes up comes up in my heart while we're worshiping, and then through that word right there uh, is guidance. Is uh, is is being led, and one of the words for that is 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 being shepherded. All right. David said here, as you know, verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. All right. Now, if you read over in John chapter 10, Jesus reveals that he's the shepherd. Right. He is the he is the good shepherd. And and what does he do? He leads. Uh, uh, That's where, you know, we made those statements where Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. They won't follow the stranger's voice. Uh, over in John 10. But that, that's one of the one of the big things a, a shepherd does. Now, what happens as a result of the Lord being your shepherd? Well, that's the second part of the verse. I shall not want. Okay? I shall not want. What, do, what does it mean, I shall not want? Well, if you don't have, then you want. But if you have... You don't want. Everybody with me? I don't want a really cool pulpit. I have one. Right? I, in other words, I don't want for one. Right? I'm not wanting for things I have because I'm already supplied in those areas. What is my, my, my being supplied? My life being being satisfied, what is that connected to? It is connected to the Lord being my what? My my God? No, not particularly. My you know, my healer, not particularly, my shepherd. Everybody with me? How many know the Lord is very multifaceted? He is the all in all. He's our everything. But our revelation of him concerning the specifics of who He is, helps us to receive Him in that area. Everybody with me on that? The Lord is, and we could fill in the blank with a whole bunch of really cool stuff, right? Revealed to us all through Scripture, Old Testament and New. The Lord is. Sounds like a good sermon right there. God is. Right? And fill in the blank. It can go for about a hundred weeks. <laughs> But He is. But our revelation of that blank, of that fill in the blank, determines what happens in our lives. How many know there's a lot of uh, Christians today that the Lord is their Savior or forgiver of their sins? And because of that, of course, they're saved, forgiven of their sins. But they may not know Him as their healer. They may not know Him as their provider. They may not know Him as their, uh, as their baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Right? And so, because they don't know Him in those ways, they don't experience that part of who God is. Alright? 
I think all of us probably have revelation of him stronger in some areas than others. But one of the areas I think is, would be real important would be that we recognize that the Lord is our shepherd. Why? What's at the end of that? No want. I don't want. So I have lots of wants. Then who, you've been, who have you been following? Right? Because one of the chief things... Well, if I, if I were just to say it, say it like this, the main things that I see that a shepherd does is a shepherd leads, a shepherd uh, feeds, a shepherd uh, pr- protects, and a shepherd corrects. All right, and and you think about you, you think about uh, now we don't see a whole lot of this. I haven't you know running into shepherds you know around town lately. As far as in the literal term, uh, a shepherd, you know, if some parts of the world where you see a flock of sheep, are they flocks? Herds? Schools? I don't know. (laughs) A whole bunch of them. (laughs) But you see, the sheep, what do they do? The the, the shepherd, see, I I used to be on, in in the dairy business, as some of you know, uh, we didn't lead the cows. What do we do? We get behind them and yell at them <laughs> and drive them, you know, get them to move. Or those who run cattle and, you know, with horses and that kind of stuff, uh, they're just trying to... But a shepherd would be different because they would tune into the shepherd's voice and, and they would follow the shepherd. All right, That, that kind of tells you how the Lord relates to us. Right? He's not driving us, getting behind us, trying to force us and just yell at us, uh, but he's gently leading us. Where? Well, to good places, green pastures and still waters and, and, and all that kind of stuff. He's leading us into a place of provision and safety and so forth and, and, and away from the enemy. And if the wolf tries to come in, conk, you know, he's going he's gonna to deal with them. Amen. See, that, that, that's why if I'm hungry, if, I'm not, if I don't have enough nutrition, whether you're talking, I mean, primarily I'm talking spiritually, but this definitely comes over to the natural, but... Uh, well, I need to be led into a place where I'm satisfied, where I'm filled with good things. Huh? If I'm thirsty, I'm, so, I'm just thirsty for the Lord. You need to start following Him then. Because <laughs> when you get to Him, you don't thirst anymore. Why? You're satisfied. Amen. And you get to a place. Why? Because He's leading us into a, into a good place. And so again, I go back to this. If I'm lacking, if I have wants, if I'm full of I wish I hads, and why isn't it? I need to ask myself the question, am I following the shepherd? Am I following him? Whose voice am I listening to? Okay, wrong voice, wrong pasture. You know, if he leads us into green pasture, well, I think of the contrast. What's, what's opposite of green pasture, I don't know, maybe like a dry desert, <laughs> you know, and if, if, if it seems like, well, I'm just, I'm just in the desert, what are you doing there? <laughs> you know, I've heard sometimes people say, I'm just going through my wilderness experience. Well, why do you have one of those? <laughs> Almost like it's expected. Oh, yeah, we all go through our wilderness experience, just like Israel did, you know, going from Egypt to Canaan uh, to the promised land. But you realize, even though they were there for 40 years, they weren't supposed to be. It really wasn't that far away. 
<laughs> and on their trek, they should have only been there a couple weeks. And it was God providing with, you know, fire by night, cloud by day. So they had cool and warm and God providing and manna and water out of the rock and, 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 and all kinds of stuff was happening. So really their wilderness experience might have been a little inconvenient, but wasn't altogether that bad. What's supposed to be anyway? Of course, they complained. Complaining will keep you in the desert. <laughs> they complained and they griped and they fussed and they didn't believe. And so it took them a whole long time to get to where God wanted them to be. But the Lord was leading them where? Into a, a green place. Green pastures. Where there's fulfillment. Where there's provision. Praise God. Where they're victorious over their enemies. If you find yourself being defeated by life, being defeated by your enemies, again, ask the question, who am I listening to? Whose voice am I paying attention to? Because I tell you, if you get quiet, you'll spend enough time worshiping Him. You'll spend enough time praying in the Spirit. Uh, eventually, what happens? I don't mean it has to take a long time, but I've been there. Sometimes it's, it is eventually because of our natural way of thinking. But you'll hear His voice. You'll get direction. He'll give you something to say because your words will direct your future. You'll get a word inside. And you'll speak it out and it'll come out with power and authority. And it'll divide waters. It'll set, set circumstances in a different way. Right? But we've got to stay there long enough and live our lives in such a way where we hear it. Where we get it. Because when you get it, things happen. Amen. Praise God. Now, I want you to consider this for a moment. We know the Lord leads... And, uh, you know, leads and feeds and protects and corrects. Th those, those things come out in various ways. It's not all cookie cutter one way that the Lord has led everyone, uh, that the Lord has provided for everyone. You know what I'm talking about? You know, you, we hear stories all the time of people's healings. And some people that happened this way. And another person, they got it this way. And other times it was... You know, whatever. Prayed for at church or something. You know, there are different thing, ways things happen or needs being met. You know, uh, someone walks up and hands you a bag of money. <laughs> or, got a, I got this pay raise on the job. You know, or I, whatever. Just, just a lot of different things, a lot of different ways things happen. When it comes to the Lord being our shepherd, some of the ways He shepherds us is direct some of the ways He shepherds us is through shepherds. Now, if you're familiar with biblical language, you know that, that when you say shepherd, uh, you're, in the New Testament word, what we have translated is, is pastor. Okay? Even the word pastor, to me, I don't even think of it that way so much unless I am thinking about origins and words. But uh, to me, it just means you know, what I do and so forth and what others do. Uh, but pastor is that word that means shepherd. Uh, how does, how, how is the Lord our shepherd? Here's one of the ways He's our shepherd. When we are listening to what He does, how He leads, guides, protects and corrects and, and feeds and so forth through a pastor. In other words, we could say here the Lord is our pastor, we shall not want. One of the ways people get, uh, well, I, I, I've seen this, and I can see it in Scripture, and I've seen it naturally. Um, one of the ways people get off track 
in their lives is they cut themselves off from some of the avenues that the Lord wants to do things in their life through which he wants to do things in their life. They cut themselves off from certain voices, from certain anointings, from certain giftings. And one of those is, and I say this not because I is this, uh, by calling and gifting, but at the same time, if I don't say it, who's going to? And so people cut themselves off from the anointing and gifting of a pastor in their life. And when they do, what happens is often... They are wanting. They are wanting. Say, well, why doesn't the Lord just provide for them? Well, He is. He is providing. He is guiding. But He's doing some of that through an earthly pastor. And if they cut themselves off from that, they'll want. They will. They'll just want. I don't mean they'll lose their salvation. (laughs) I don't mean they're kicked out of the kingdom. But they'll lack in different areas of their life. Everybody with me today? All right. How, how many understand a a pastor is having a having the Lord pastor you through earthly pastors is not the same as it's not synonymous with the Lord teaching you through earthly teachers. Though we see in Scripture in Ephesians four that the word pastor and teacher is kind of put together real tight in the Greek. It's called a pastor-teacher because a pastor does teach. However, there is also a a separate ministry gift in the Scriptures called a teacher. For example, in Acts chapter 13, uh, there was a bunch of guys there. uh, 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 Where does it say that now? Anyway, no one's no one's helping me. <laughs> anyway, uh, here's here's what I here, here here's here's what I'm getting at. The, the Bible identifies separate from pastor uh, teaching gifts, teaching gifts in the body of Christ. How many understand here? The Bible doesn't say the Lord. David didn't say, and Jesus in John ten, the Lord is my teacher. I shall not want. Say so, well. Teaching is important, no doubt. No doubt. And Jesus is a teacher. He taught. He preached and He taught. Uh, and uh, Jesus is our teacher. But that's not the, the sum total of everything someone needs in order to not want. I think we get in a place of error when all we do is we view... And see individuals that can teach us something, period. Teaching us, is teaching is, a, is an explanation of things. Uh, teaching us something is of great value. But how many know you can understand without ever being led into another place in your life? Whereas the shepherd would lead you into a green pasture besides still waters and restore your soul, the teacher might just explain to you how that works or about that. But there's not necessarily that leading and feeding and protecting and correcting. Why do I say, say that? Well, here, here's something that has happened. 
in our ministry as well as all other local churches is there are some individuals that will receive their shepherd, if you will, as their teacher, but not as their pastor. And they'll be thankful and outspoken about the teaching. But they haven't received the gift or the anointing that the Lord has put on that person to shepherd them, to guide them, to actually make course corrections in their life as a result of what is said because they've only, again, received as a teacher. Now, now watch, that's easier. It's easier to receive a teacher. There are teachers galore. And thank God for it, in one sense. I mean, you know. But there are teachers galore. You can, with the internet and television and everything else, you can be taught 24-7. And there's a certain amount of that that's definitely necessary and, and, and helpful. But how many know you don't necessarily have a commitment to the teacher? You don't, you don't, you haven't entered into a relationship where that teacher can alter the course of your life. Huh? How many know it's easy to turn something off? I mean, for that matter, it's easy in a church scenario, church situation just to leave. I mean, if, because we're in a society, there's another church half a mile away. You know, they're all over the place. And what some do is they want in their life because they'll receive teaching. They'll receive a teacher. See, Paul said, let's see, I think this is uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 4, or maybe it's the second book. Uh, but he, 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 he told those guys, he said, you, there, you have many teachers, but you don't have many fathers. He said, I have begotten you in Jesus and th- through the gospel. In other words, he was saying, I'm like a spiritual father to you. You have all kinds of teachers, but you don't have a lot of people that care for you like I do. And he was speaking to them in a, in a direct way because, you know, they didn't want to listen to some, they didn't want to listen to sometimes. And some other teachers would say things bad about him. And, And he's trying to set the record straight as far as the position that God gave him in their life. What's the end result? Not that he could control them or have some manipulation. Absolutely not. A real father would never do that. And a true shepherd, a person with a a, a pastoral gift, would never do that. I mean, they've gotten way out of bounds if they're trying to manipulate and control people. But knowing that extreme, we can't back away from the necessity of being led by the shepherd... Through earthly shepherds, there's a gift, a call, an anointing that will help lead people into a better life. And sometimes, again, we'll say, when when does that get uncomfortable? Well, when there's, uh, you know, statements, there's there's, uh, obligation to do something. Hmm. How many know a local church? Just one example. Local church is a family. 
The local church is uh, a place where everyone is supposed to do something that contributes to the well-being of the family. Right? If not, we're just a teaching center. But no, a church is a family. Say, some, some, uh, here he goes on that stuff now. Well, that's because I'm your teacher and you're full of want. But there comes a point when there's a heart shift. And I don't, just side note, I do not take this lightly. I do not take, I am going to be judged by a stricter standard. Stink. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? This is a big deal. Uh, But I see this in, in, in Scripture. And I want to help people to get in the green pasture. I want to help people get healed and stay healed. To have money in their pocket and pay their bills and get out of debt and, and, and have a marriage that's wonderful and kids that are great and, you know, talking about, and we're winning, we're reaching the world, not just self-focused. There's a lot of things I want to see happen as, as a pastor and, uh, and it's not because I'm such a good guy. I'm under the pastor. <laughs> But if we don't ever, you know, another situation comes, you know, like I stated in those four areas, um, would be the area of correction. When things are stated that rub people the wrong way. How many know that's an opportunity to grow or go? And those who don't receive the ministry of the Lord or that pastoral anointing and gifting in their life, they don't grow, they go. Or resist and stay for a while and resist and and and. and but what's the end result? Well, we're not following the Lord's guidance into a better place in our life. And I'm not implying at all that I am the Holy Spirit or any other pastor is to be personally responsible for every decision someone makes. See, that would be an out of bounds there. That would be an, an, an extreme. You know, someone told me one time they were, uh, because of the group they were involved with, that they were... Um, they were selling, they were a car salesman, they were selling cars and someone from their church came to buy a car and before they, they, they sold him the car, he, and he recognized this later how it was wrong, he said, well, you know, have you talked to your, uh, and it was their whoever was over them spiritually in their local church, have you talked to them about buying this car yet? And, and, and it wasn't like just from a advice standpoint, standpoint or wisdom. It's like they had to get permission. And I thought, man, that's out of line there. That, that's not what, it, that's not what a, a pastoral office is intended to do, to tell people what car they can buy and what they can't buy and, and, and that kind of thing. Okay. But so those are extremes. We don't want to go there. We don't want to go on this other extreme. There's a whole lot of people there today. A whole lot of people there. They just won't listen. They, they, they won't listen to something that inconveniences them. Why? Because their kingdom is more important than his kingdom. And, and, and the, Lord wants to, the Lord wants to help us. What's the end result? Again, I get to go to the green pasture. But I have to follow him. I have to follow him there. I don't get there my own way. And if I'm not there, again, who am I listening to? Am I, am I listening to a wrong voice? Am I listening just to my own agenda, my own uh, desire? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, something we ought to consider, I think this would be a wise thing, is whoever we listen to on a regular basis, we ought to consider the, the character, the conduct, the outcome, the experience of what's happening in that person's life. 
Because where they're going, we're going to go too. I mean, if we're following, that's why it's important to follow. That's, I mean, that's a serious decision. If we're following, I want to be blind leading the blind, and we both end up in the ditch. Right? Who are you following? Well, say, I'm following the Lord. Absolutely, that's my answer too. But some of following the Lord is going to be following someone else's following the Lord and what the Lord gives them. Amen. Praise God. There's a lot of things we could say about this. A lot of, a lot of scriptures we, we could read. In fact, you could read the whole 23rd Psalm there and get a lot of good stuff about, uh, about the, the result of, of following the shepherd. And sometimes, yeah, I mean, you see uh, still waters and, and paths of righteousness. And sometimes through a valley of the shadow of death. But it's just a shadow and it's just a valley. And, and it doesn't say you live there. And even if you're going through that, how many know, what does it say? You fear no evil. So I'm not afraid. Say, so, well, I'm afraid. Following the wrong person then. That's not the valley the Lord's leading you through. Huh? Eyes back on the Lord. And I try. I do my best and I know, you know, I'm, I'm certain lots of what we do is, is, is of God. Uh, I try to speak only what the Lord says. And I'm not, again, I'm not playing, I'm perfect in that. I'm a human vessel. But I'm endeavoring to speak what the Lord says. Speak His Word accurately. You know me. That's my prayer. I want to, I want to be right. Not for pride's sake. I'm right. And, no, because i got to be accurate. Because if I'm not speaking truth, it sets nobody free. If I can be right and accurate and precise... People will, you'll recognize the Lord's voice sometimes through my voice. And not only mine, others as well. But you'll recognize His voice. When you spend time with Him, you'll hear Him. In the middle of services like this and other times, uh, Sundays too, you'll hear His voice. What should you do with that? Follow it. Don't just learn from it. Follow it. Too many learners. Hmm. Last days, itching ears. I want to hear something new. I want to hear it in a new way. Hear it in a way that excites me. Fine, that's all fine and good. Follow it. Look for something to do, to act on, to put into practice in your life. When you'll do that, green pastures. (laughs) Saw that coming, huh? (laughs) Still waters. Amen. Someone say, well, the devil is after me. Surely goodness and mercy are after me. All three of them. <laughs> huh? I mean, that's the, that's the end result of the following the Lord. So what's going on behind you? Goodness, mercy, surely. <laughs> But I dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How I many know what the, what the Scripture says about the person who's planted in the house of the Lord? They will flourish. They'll flourish. I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord. And what am I going to do? I'm going to flourish. Are you flourishing? Come on. If you're flourishing, you're probably planted in the right place. I mean, you're, you're dug in deep. You're planted. But if there's a lack of flourishing, let's check where we're planted. If we're planted. Amen? 
And let's check where uh, if we're following the Lord's uh, leading. Amen. Well, there's a whole bunch of stuff. My cup runs over, prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. That's healing, by the way, because healing is the children's bread. And uh, amen. Good things happen when we follow the leading of the Lord. Praise God. I believe He's leading you. And, uh, and my voice is just, you know, it's a part of that. But I think it's an important part. But it's not the only part. But the, uh, believe every day that the Lord is leading you. That you know your shepherd. You know his voice. Amen. Amen. Father, we're so thankful tonight for what you're doing. Oh, for these things you've helped us to see, to understand and know. Praise God. Thank you for what you're doing in us. For the leadership and guidance of the great Holy Spirit. Thank you for what you're doing. We acknowledge you in all of our ways. And you direct our paths. Thank you for what you're doing today in this hour. And we're right smack dab in the middle of your glorious power. We're right in the middle. Right in the middle. Right in the middle of what you have planned for us. Right in the middle. Father, for anyone who's, a, who's been off, off track, thank you for receiving them back into the fold. Receiving them back into your perfect plan for their lives. That they might be right in the middle of it. And you restore the years that the enemy has stolen. I thank you. You're able to restore people back for years they've wasted. Lord, we give you all the praise and glory and honor. In Jesus, Jesus, precious, precious name. Lord Jesus, you're wonderful. Lord Jesus, you're glorious. You're powerful and mighty. You hold us. You embrace us. And we are loved and accepted and fulfilled in you. Lord Jesus, we didn't come here to seek the world. We didn't come here tonight to seek the ways of the flesh or our own agenda Lord, we came here because you matter to us. Oh, we came here because your plan matters most. And you're the only one we need. Thank you for filling us again with your spirit and power, with wisdom for this hour. Strength for the day and tomorrow. Strength to overcome every disappointment and sorrow. Lord, we rise up in you, in your strength and victory. Thank you, thank you, that the enemy is under our feet. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Thank you for putting a new song in our mouths, songs of praise to you. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah.